Every day, we're used to easy access to food. It's easy to believe everything's okay, and that hunger is only a problem during times of drought, and that it's only worthwhile declaring an emergency when animals, and then people, start dying. But we would be wrong. Chronic food insecurity exists and affects more than a quarter of Kenya's population. That means more than 10 million of our relatives, neighbors, and friends regularly cannot access adequate food or afford to buy it. But if I have the power to uh, choose whatever I want to eat at any given time, then that's what—that's the food security yeah. that we are talking yeah. about. Are you wondering how you can learn more about food? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Chakula Podcast, brought to you by the Route to Food Initiative, a show that celebrates authentic Kenyan dishes and serves you hot conversations about food in Kenya from an economic, social, and political lens. Semanasi kwenye social media, at Route to Food on Instagram, at Root to Food on Twitter, and Root to Food on Facebook. And now, here's your host, Felistas Mwalia. Since 2017, the number of hungry people around the world has been rising again. And one of the major attributes to this is poverty. Today, I'll be speaking to a very interesting individual who's the CEO of City Shamba and also a member of the Root to Food Alliance, who's working with communities in Kenya, specifically the urban setup, to ensure that they don't go to bed hungry. Karibu sana, Greg. Thank you for having me. It would be nice for you to share with us who Greg is. Yeah, so Greg is, mm-hmm. a, is a youth, he's an urban farmer and also a trainer on urban agriculture. We run a resource center based in uh, Njiru Ward, Kaila Junction. And uh, basically what we do there is that we try to capacity build urban communities. These include uh, schools, youth and women groups, and individuals who have households on how they can start their own small urban farms and produce food primarily for household consumption. Yes. That's really interesting, Greg. Perhaps you can also share with us why did you decide to start City Shamba and why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah, so uh, this came from passion and Mm -hmm. uh, the experiences that I had when growing up. I have been brought up in the slum setting, somewhere called Babadogo here in Nairobi. And uh, my experience with food is that uh, food was never enough. Uh, For a start, we are so many in uh, in our household because uh, sometimes I used to stay at my grandparents' place and uh, we were this extended family so uh, food was not a guarantee, it was never enough and sometimes it was not there, especially uh, lunch. Uh, three meals in a day was not a guarantee. So this was the experience and it was not an iso- isolated experience. This was the same uh, with my neighbors, with uh, friends. In fact, I remember we used to depend on the school feeding programs. Uh, we really used to to enjoy it when we are in school because we could get that plate of githeri. And uh, growing up, I uh, witnessing that uh, we were also having a road fringe kind of agriculture, which my grandmother used to farm some maize, beans, and peas. So that was sustaining us for a moment. So with that experience, I would time and again accompany her to the farm and we would farm and after some time we would harvest and that used to at least uh, cushion us against uh, adverse effects of hunger. 
So after campus, I decided that uh, to seek on opportunities that are there in terms of urban agriculture, what people can do, come up with innovative ways of how we can maybe produce food and uh, try to sensitize people on how they can also start growing their own food. So that's when I started developing, of course, it as a as an enterprise, as an initiative whereby we want to educate people to at least start growing their own food. And uh, since land was not there, uh, mm-hmm. I envisioned to approach it as a way of incorporating uh, many people, as many as we can, so that many people can start producing their own food. Because we can, we w- we could not go commercial in terms of product uh, food production in urban areas. And it has been a very uh, fulfilling journey. Uh, we've done a lot of background research on urban agriculture, and also we've started also realizing some impact. And it's a it's a good space that we are into and. I'm glad that youth from my area have bought into the idea and they are supporting it. So it's a very nice journey up to where we are. That's really insightful. At least you also have the youth from your area really supporting this whole idea. Are there any kitchen gardens that you've been able to set up and uh, which which places specifically here in Nairobi? Yeah, so we've uh, set up gardens since 2019 mm-hmm. and uh, we've set them up in uh, diverse regions in Nairobi. Food insecurity is not only a problem for the poor, but also it uh, spreads to the upper classes, Mm -hmm. the middle income earners, because uh, they might have, uh, food might be available for them, but if that food is not secure enough, it's not safe enough for their consumption, still they are food insecure. So we've set up gardens in uh, middle income, in low income areas, and uh, so far uh, we have set up more than 300 gardens here in Nairobi, and uh, we are still counting, we are still making more gardens as we are talking, uh, we have people at the center who are still constructing these innovative and regenerative gardens and then we take them to our clients. Yeah, what have been the challenges? Uh, the challenge uh, first is the perception that uh, uh, people have in terms of urban agriculture and uh, farming in the city. This has been the norm even from the government, the way that we've been set up from growing up and uh, the support that urban farmers have in, uh, from government and other uh, stakeholders and organizations, they focus on the rural farming population and uh, neglect urban areas. Mm-hmm. This is because urban areas has been have been um, seen as areas where people come to look for white-collar jobs and not agriculture. Yeah. So agriculture is for rural. So changing that perception, even when we were kids in school, mm-hmm. uh, we were not encouraged or agriculture was not even an, a, a career option for most of the yeah. people growing up. So that is one of the challenges, beginning with, the, of course, the perception. And then uh, resources, uh, accessing these inputs for urban agriculture is also another challenge, whereby uh, you might want to start your farm but uh, you do not have uh, where you can get maybe seedlings, where you can get soil, you can get manure to mix and start your own farm. Mm-hmm. So, so getting these inputs for uh, actually doing the urban agriculture is uh, is a challenge for those who are aspiring to yeah. start their own farms. Yeah. So and also water, water, and we mm-hmm. know that uh, water in urban areas has been uh, a challenge. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. and um, the ones that we have in the rivers have been polluted, and also lack of that information on how to start your farm to to just grow your vegetables to take care of the soil 
and to grow them organically. The information has not been passed on to as many people as it should be. And uh, these are the challenges that we are at least trying to tackle to show people that uh, they can grow their own food. Space is also a limiting factor in mm -hmm. terms of uh, agriculture. And uh, what we are doing is that we are trying to, to educate people to utilize the limited space they have. We believe that agriculture can go anywhere, can be done anywhere. So we are coming up with this very innovative uh, vertical gardens that can fit in a very small space and you can produce food that you can consume together with your family. So at least uh, uh, bringing also these inputs, we are trying to propagate seedlings, to mm -hmm. propagate uh, organic pesticides, to formulate uh, organic fertilizer so that we can at least grow food in a safe way and also ensure that uh, it does not also interfere or uh, yeah, interfere with the health of the consumers. Yeah, for City Shamba, how have you guys been able to overcome the challenge of water? So yeah, for us, uh, we have we have water in our center. We have uh, boreholes nearby mm -hmm. and I'm glad that also the government through the NMS has been able to dig uh, boreholes in slum areas and they are providing this water for mm -hmm. free. Mm -hmm. So we have a borehole near our center and we've connected water because we're also doing aquaculture. We have fish and we have to change that water uh, three to five days. So at least uh, for us, we have that water. But before it came, uh, water was a challenge. And what we are doing is that we are trying to reuse the water that we had for um, the water that would have been used for household chores, such as cleaning clothes. Mm -hmm. There's a system that we called a gray water treatment system that we would use to uh, cleanse that water to be safe uh, for use in, in a kitchen garden. Yeah. So that's how we were, we were, we were trying to, to overcome the challenge of water. And it's also something that anyone can adopt. It was a very simple and a basic system in our resource center. And uh, we are also trying to sensitize the farmers who who farm using sewage water because yeah yeah our area our area that is Njiru Ward is the bedroom bedroom of uh, sewage farming. All uh, vegetables mm. um, are being uh, grown in the riparian area. You find that sometimes those farmers go and uh, perforate the pi sewage pipe so that the water can flow into their farms. And uh, we are trying to although it's a it's a it's a hard thing because yeah, we, yeah you will be interfering with people's livelihood and they do <laughs> yeah. not have an option yeah. of course uh -huh. but we are trying to present them with an option working with the county government uh, mm -hmm. what administrators and the chiefs uh, giving them a, a, an option on what they can do to grow food in a in a manner that cannot compromise the health of the consumers mm -hmm. it's quite interesting that you've mentioned at least NMS are really supporting mm -hmm. what you're doing yes. is there any other support that you guys are getting from the government given the fact that last year the government announced how they will roll out a project on kitchen gardening mm -hmm. and have you guys gotten like any support yeah so uh for us um we do appreciate the effort that is being done by uh, uh, extension officers, mm -hmm. the government extension extension officers. Of course, uh, agriculture is a devolved function, so uh, everything that is happening in the agriculture has been devolved devolved back to the county level. And uh, these extension officers are, are are there, and they are very much willing. They have a lot of information, a lot of knowledge and skills that uh, they are willing to pass. Uh, the um, challenge may become 
ones when on the funding and uh, those people who are on the top agriculture is not really a priority for for them especially here in urban areas where yeah, yeah. so people concentrate on infrastructure and uh, other types of development and uh, neglect agriculture i, I I'm, i'm not sure i don't want to say that i'm sure whether <laughs> agriculture has a budget mm-hmm. here in nairobi county yeah uh, what what i understand they depend on is on maybe when when other donors like FAO have a project they work with them they fund the projects ah. yeah so but uh, money so this, that uh-huh. is coming from the government itself i don't i, I don't know i don't want to speculate but i don't <laughs> you never said it <laughs> you never received yeah. it so we, we they do not allocate anything for agriculture uh, in yes. an urban setup in, in the urban, urban setup yes, yes, yeah yes. and do you think that we really need to see cities to be part of a comprehensive strategy by the government to the fight against hunger yes i believe that that agriculture is uh, and this is a disruptive idea that is coming up not only in Nairobi if you uh, assess other cities on what they are doing in terms of food production and food security people are now coming to produce food in urban areas and seeking ways in which they can bring food closer to the, to the people uh, like in Nairobi alone uh, 80% of the food that is being consumed here comes from uh, the neighboring counties and uh, in case of disruptions like we had in uh, during the covid period that meant that uh, there was disruption in the food system and food uh, could not come and we have so many people here in Nairobi who depend on that food that comes yeah. from outside mm-hmm. so uh, the solution to this maybe is uh, to encourage people to start producing their own food at the comfort of their home uh, we should we should take agriculture as a, as, as a culture Yeah, something that <laughs> yeah. anyone can do uh-huh. you can be a lawyer and still come back farm. to your home and farm your own crops so that you can get food from the comfort of your home you can still be a doctor and come and uh, have a small kitchen garden where you can get your vegetables and everything else that you need in your kitchen a government can do a lot in terms of support and uh, policy formulation mm-hmm. to support uh, people to start adapting and practicing urban agriculture to grow their own food where they are utilizing the limited space they have so that uh, people can take back control into their hands in terms of food production so there's a lot of potential and there's uh, a lot of opportunities for urban agriculture even for the youth in urban areas there's uh, we have this value chain that uh, we cannot even uh, exhaust because uh, you can get into value addition you can of agricultural products you can produce uh, herbs vegetables you can formulate uh, organic pesticides and be selling to other farmers in urban areas so a government should really come in and uh, consider supporting urban agriculture in urban areas yeah so even in uh, uh, other cities uh, i believe uh, we are moving from the uh, green revolution uh, first agree yeah the green revolution mm-hmm, yeah. agrarian yeah of the 1950s because it focused on monocultures and these huge plantations without considering of course the environment but um, here lies the solution of people farming in the cities in uh, limited spaces in controlled environments whereby we can take care of the people they grow their own food and at the same time we can also take care of the environment because when we are growing uh, many people in small spaces we can at least control whatever we are growing and also uh, take care of the environment yeah greg when you started city shamba mm-hmm. besides 
the struggles you went through growing up as a, in a family basically in your whole family and you're seeing your neighbors really struggling to afford food what are some of the gaps that you were trying to fill when you started it and uh, also has the situation really changed in terms of like your neighbors being able to afford food being able to access food has the situation really changed yeah so um when we were starting we wanted to bring uh, food closer to the people mm-hmm. and uh, one of the characteristics of course of people living in urban areas here in Nairobi is that uh, uh, lack of money directly translates to lack of food yeah. because of course we are not growing our own food. Uh, food comes from outside from farmers who are in rural areas or neighboring counties. So if for a, for a casual laborer Uh, maybe a a mason he would uh, r- uh, rise up in the morning go to uh, to look for job actually the same day and uh, if they do not find the job that means that uh, their table will be empty for that day together with the family yeah. so yeah so this is something that uh, we want to encourage people they can still grow their own food and uh, of course uh, they can have food at, at the comfort of their tables that at uh, the comfort of their homes that means that you do not have to to look for money so that you can eat actually that is one of the challenge that uh, we wanted to to at least tackle so that when mm. you have your stomach is full at at least you can have the energy also to go outside and look for money uh, the other thing is that uh, food for urban people um, for a typical family in an urban setup uh, the budget for food is almost uh, 50% of the income the family uh, mm-hmm. the family gets so yeah so if you are growing your own food that of course will limit the expenditure and you can uh, divide this money into doing other things yeah uh, so those are the things that you are trying to at least uh, tackle to close the gap on them and also to produce safe food Um, we've witnessed uh, in the past years um, documentaries and reports on how people are producing food using very dangerous uh, chemicals, pesticides, and we have residues in the vegetables that we consume. Of course, that compromises the health of consumers, mm-hmm. and we've also witnessed the rise in uh, lifestyle diseases. This uh, is contributed by the food that we consume. So the thing was to, we wanted to bring power back to the people, yeah. power for people to control whatever they are consuming, power for people to choose whatever they mm-hmm. want to eat, and uh, it's not like giving people handouts. If you bring to me a sack with maize, mm-hmm. that you'll be choosing whatever you think I should be eating. But if I have the power to Uh, choose whatever I want to eat at any given time then that's what that's what we that's the food security yeah. that we are talking yeah. about and yes. what has been the feedback and the impact has yeah what has been the feedback and the impact yes uh, from uh, from the people that we've been able to construct the gardens for the mm-hmm. feedback has been very very positive and uh, people are very happy we've also been able to do gardens for schools uh, a school in Kibera mm-hmm. and uh, Previously, they were, of course, they were cooking uh, githeri only for the for the kids. But now they would get vegetables three times in a week. So they would get vegetables yeah, in the garden <laughs> that we <laughs> that we set up, mm-hmm. and then they would also add it into the food that the kids are consuming. And that is, of course, adding the nutritional mm-hmm. content of the food that they are consuming. So the, those are the impacts that we have. We've also been able to employ eight people under City Shamba who are taking care of the aquaculture farm, who are taking care of the, our vegetable gardens, 
who are constructing these gardens so that is also impact mm-hmm. and the yeah. 300 gardens that we've also constructed uh, around Nairobi that is good impact and the positive uh, the feedback is very positive from the clients they are eating and actually we have uh, referrals and we have more people who want to add if in case they find space we have the, we have many people who want to add yeah. the gardens also it's uh, it's therapeutic to to interact with soil <laughs> yeah, smell the earth and yeah, yeah so they are very happy actually yeah. once you can start your own farm and yeah. it has been positive yeah. and in the communities you work with has the situation really improved at their household level yes yes so like uh, i'll just be, it's very basic so for mm-hmm. like where we are ourselves we know the vegetables we consume if i want to eat today i'll just go to the garden take my vegetables and go home the same with the with the people who are uh, surrounding us they come to the center get very clean safe vegetables that they are sure of and uh, they can go back home and eat something that they know is very nice so for the other people also uh, we are doing follow ups with them mm-hmm. uh, to regenerate their gardens once maybe uh, a period is over and they need to regenerate we bring in uh, fresh ma- fresh organic manure so we change the soil we advise on how to to what to plant next yeah so uh, the uh, people are very happy and the community is very happy and they are really embracing urban agriculture next time you should bring for us some of those fresh vegetables from the farm <laughs> I will, I will, I will. yeah and you are also welcome to come for them as our sawasante so as we wrap the show it would be nice for you to share with us whether cool kitchen gardening be the next food revolution in the urban setup yes yes that's the revolution and uh, I'm glad that also from the policy makers it's starting to make sense and uh, we understand that of course food is the most basic human need and uh, we've had uh, the launch of the zero hunger initiative of course there was a very nice speech by chef kabue chef kabue yes yeah. kabue so he said that uh, food is political and uh, of course we are also approaching a political period so people would use food to control other people whoever controls the means of where food is coming from holds the control to other people so kitchen gardening means taking back that power to ourselves anyone who wants the power to eat whatever they want at any given time they need to start their own kitchen garden and uh, guided by our motto uh, which is um, grow your own we encourage people of course to take the initiative do not wait for anyone you can start with whatever you want uh, i encourage people to integrate urban waste management with mm-hmm. urban uh, agriculture and food production in that you can use the containers that we have every home of course as a plastic container you can start with that you can get soil from anywhere soil is just but a medium and you can look for a manure we have people who are keeping poultry here goats so you can if you want you can start there's nothing which is limiting you apart from of course your mindset and the perceptions so i believe that there is where the cities are heading and uh, food production is going to be to be to be something that everyone will be doing yes Thank you so much Greg for joining us and thank you so much to the listeners for listening in. Just to also mention Greg you're doing such an amazing job with the communities and I really hope after this show everyone who listens basically even who has listened in to be inspired to start their own kitchen garden. Asante sana until next time. Kwaheri. <laughs> <laughs>